0: Hello friends, today I am talking about John chapter 15 verse 18 through to chapter 16 verse 4. Uh, It's actually not a particularly long reading. John chapter 15 is not a super long chapter, so it's just a few verses um, in that chapter and then into 16. Uh, And this continues again the farewell discourse. Jesus talking to his disciples, saying goodbye to them before he's going to go to the cross and he's talked about that as his moment of glorification and that his hour has now come. Uh, And this is a bit of a difficult section, a tricky section of the farewell discourse um, because Jesus is talking about the world hating him and the world hating his disciples and um, he says a bunch about what that might mean. Uh, So let's dive in and see where today's reading leads us. Uh, So this is Jesus speaking. He says, If the world hates you, be aware that it hated me before it hated you. If you belong to the world, the world would love you as its own. Because you do not belong to the world, I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world hates you. Uh, Now, something we want to stick with the... The world of Jesus that he's in, and the world that uh, John's community, like the first people who are reading this, it's really helpful to understand a little bit about them while we're looking at this, because it can be, it can be tempting or it can be really easy to just again pull this and just stick this right in our own context and just say, well, if I believe in Jesus and and uh, you know I have a certain viewpoint and people hate me, like that's kind of their problem. They don't they that that you know if they disagree with me, that's, that's their issue. And I'm just going to trample over their opinions. And we actually have seen a lot of Christians sort of behave that way where um, they take this to sort of be like anytime anyone disagrees, or we have like these vastly different interpretations of what the world actually is. So, you know, on one side of things, the world will be you know, anything that is, uh, you know, oppressing other people. So the world are, are the values that create systems of uh, racism and abuse and um, things like human trafficking. That's the world. And so anytime that, you know, if we belong to that world, uh, you know, the, uh, that's that's not a good thing. We're to belong to the world of Jesus, of, of love. I, I would tend to be more in that camp but there's also another side as well that kind of just says like no this is really just talking really specifically about you know people who don't believe in jesus and people who do believe in jesus and the world are the people who haven't come to jesus and um and often that gets aligned with sort of a um we're just going to draw a line between believers and non-believers and the non-believers are totally wrong no matter what uh you know no matter what they do Um, they're totally wrong. So there's probably lots of other opinions, but often it just sort of gets played out that way, and we end up with sort of liberal and conservative or evangelical and mainline, and, uh, and we end up with splits in the church, as opposed to trying to understand what is going on in the context of John's gospel, and then seeing if that may help us understand how this text might speak to us today. So let's not jump too quickly to just sort of like, oh well, if somebody hates me, then you know, then then they're on the wrong side of things, because um, I, I don't I don't think it's quite that simple. So uh, okay, so let's continue on and sort of see if we get clues to uh, maybe a broader context here. All right, remember the word that I said to you: servants are not greater than their master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But they will do all these things to you on account of my name, because they do not know him who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. So Jesus is saying, if I hadn't come and and actually talked to them and showed them the way. That then, they, then they wouldn't they wouldn't be a problem. But now that they've heard me, heard what I'm all about, uh, and they've rejected me, that's a problem. So uh, then we get verse 23. Whoever hates me hates my Father also. If I had not done among them the works that no one else did, they would not have sin. But now they have seen. And hated both me and my father. It was to fulfill the word that is written in their law, they hated me without cause. And uh, okay, so let's let's keep going as well. Uh, When the advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of Truth who comes from the Father, he will testify on my behalf. You also are to testify, because you have been with me from the beginning. I have said these things to you to keep you from stumbling they will put you out of the synagogues. Indeed, an hour is coming when those who kill you will think that by doing so, they are offering worship to God. And they will do this because they have not known the Father or me. But I've said these things to you so that when their hour comes, you may remember that I told you about them. All right. So at that last little section there, We finally get a bit of the context of likely what John's community is going through, like the first readers of this gospel, uh, what they are going through. They have actually been kicked out of their religious communities, and they've been kicked out because they are following Jesus, okay? Because they've claimed this one is the Messiah, this one who has died on a cross and is raised, they're claiming him as the one they've they've been waiting for, the one who is going to set all things right in the world. They've been put out of, they've been tossed out of their religious communities. And Jesus even says, you know, an hour is coming when those who kill you will think that by doing so they are offering worship to God. So this is clearly not about, oh, someone, you know, disagrees with my view on, um, vaccine status or, uh, you know, something like that, right? This is people thinking, "Mm, you know, God is telling me that we need to we need to kill those other people. um, And that's actually what God wants. And so we're talking pretty extreme situations here. And we're talking, you know, major, major conflicts over religious division, right? So these are people of the same religion, except now you've got a group of them that have said, no, we believe that Jesus is the one we've been waiting for. And the other group is saying, well, we're actually the ones with power and control and we're kicking you out. And so these words are directed at that community. So when Jesus is talking about, if the world hates you, be aware that it hated me before it hated you as in i'm with you i'm i'm with you in this so this is actually about this religious community so if our experience is um is similar to that then fair game um but if our experience is sometimes we might claim our experiences like that but when it when it really isn't so um you know a lot of that happened during the pandemic with a number of christian communities saying that um, oh, you know, we have to be able to gather together, and and this is the you know the government shutting things down and, and things like that, and this is you know um, this is the world against Christianity, and um, and so, but but it, but it's not. Um, this is not to the level of we've been completely we've had our own religious communities kicking us out because of something that we believe. So actually the people who I think can take solidarity or take something from these words are those who have experienced alienation from their own religious communities. So anytime you've got somebody who's been kicked out of their church or someone who has been hurt by their church or hurt by their religious community, who I guess whatever faith it is, Christian or, or other, um, that that is a place where you are seeing Those religious communities are actually behaving in line with what Jesus would say is the world and um, places where there's, you know, those people who have power and enough power to basically drive someone out of their religious community. Um, So where we see that, where we see the powerful pushing people out, that is that is cause for real concern. And there we see someone who is felt Uh, hated. Um, And so they might find others who have had a situation like that. And, and their reaction is to say, Oh, wow, we're gonna, we're hating back, you know, we're, we're gonna lash out back. But Jesus has a different way, right? And so um, Jesus different way is actually a sending of those even that have been ousted by their religious communities to continue to testify to the truth that he has brought through the spirit of the father um so he talks when the advocate comes whom i will send to you the spirit of truth he will testify on my behalf you also are to testify because you have been with me from the beginning so you know if someone is clinging to the truth that they believe that is that 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 jesus is about like um you know, we, we actually see this happen in religious communities where someone actually honestly believes, like, this is actually what, what Jesus wants me to stand up for. We've, I've seen this with uh, friends who have stood up for, um, you know, uh, women's inclusion in leadership and um, like full inclusion in leadership. And um, that seems like so such a no-brainer, but there's still huge sections of the Christian Church where women are not allowed to lead. Um, that's on my mind because today, when I'm recording this, is actually International Women's Day, and um, and so you know there's a there's a concrete example, I guess, of people being not always necessarily kicked out of their religious communities, but just you know kicked out of positions of power or leadership or or uh, limited in some way. Because of their gender, and and someone stands up against that, and 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 sometimes their life is made really difficult in the context of a church that has basically said, "No, you can't, you can't stand up against that." And um, and Jesus' call to that person is to continue to testify because you have been with me. Um, now I'm probably stretching that a bit because this is specifically to the disciples who actually were with Jesus, right? Um. But I think if we're going to take this from its context, I don't think it's about Christians against non-Christians, um, because actually, in the context, it's actually people who were part of the same religious community, and now there's a group that find themselves pushed out of that religious community because of what the beliefs that they hold around who Jesus is and what Jesus called the the life that Jesus calls them to live, and so. It's a little more complicated now because we are in. A, we'll have a Christian church, but we can still see places where there's a group of people that might believe Jesus has led us to this particular viewpoint. Say like women uh, priests or women ministers, and they, the the call I believe is that they're trying to follow the call of the Holy Spirit, um, and yet there's pushback from the values of the world um, that uh, that are in. The church, right? Uh, So again, this is super complicated, actually, because it takes a lot of discernment and prayer to know how did these values between world and the people of Jesus, how did they uh, connect and intersect with one another? Um, Because it's not super easy, especially when you know things like colonial values, for instance, have been really wrapped up with the Western church. But if you go to you know, other places where maybe the West hasn't had as much influence, the church might look quite different. Um, you, <clears throat> you might also find that, um, that basically it, it's hard to differentiate sometimes between world values and, and Christian values just because there's been lots of interplay between those things. And some of those things are, are good in the world. Um, so things like the value of compassion and the value of forgiveness, these are things that are actually really rooted in Christianity, um, but they've been passed on into Western culture through, and the Western culture got used as a vehicle for those values. But if you go back far enough, like those weren't particularly high values in uh, in the ancient world when you know, it was quite revolutionary to talk about, you know, you're going to forgive someone rather than just take vengeance on them. Um, but now we're sort of like, oh yeah, that's actually something that we would aspire to. And that's become somewhat of a cultural value. It's not always played out particularly well. Um, but this becomes complicated to actually discern, well, what does it mean if the world hates you? What does it mean? Um, we don't belong to the world and i've chosen you out of the world because our world and the church especially are um have these intermingling type values that we don't always necessarily see if we see the world and the church like really separate from one another um that also can even be sometimes i think a red flag um that we're sort of missing that worldly values can creep into the church for sure And we might have missed that the church has actually passed on um, positive and sometimes negative values to the world. So do we even want to say world and church or do we also want to say or would we rather say world and the values of Jesus? Because sometimes the churches got really mixed up on what our values are. So anyway, kind of a more complicated reflection today. Uh, what do we do with passages like this? And what do I take today from this particular reading? Uh, oh, it's not easy um, to sort it all out. Then these are just my first thoughts. Like I haven't really gone and done research. So um, hopefully this has maybe sparked something for you. Um But uh, let's maybe focus in on this spirit of truth. The advocate comes, the spirit of truth uh, that he will testify on my behalf. So here's a question for us. What are the practices and what are the things that we're doing in our lives that allow us to try to listen, actually really listen to the spirit of truth who is testifying, who is speaking and pointing us in? the direction of Jesus and the things that Jesus values. So maybe that's what we got to take from this is that that's, we need to do that hard work as people who follow Jesus. All right. Sorry for the rambling kind of reflection today, but hopefully there was something there that you can take with you. All right. Thanks for joining. Take care.